This Week in HPC by Intersect 360 Research. October GTC brings NVIDIA news flurry. DOD runs liquid. It's This Week in HPC. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening to another episode of This Week in HPC with Intersect 360 Research, distributed in partnership with HPC Wire. I'm Addison Snell, joined again by Tiffany Trader. Tiffany, this week was another GTC. It seems we have these a couple times a year now. And along with GTC, of course, NVIDIA had a lot of news announcements. Let's go around the horn with some of them that are that some of them that are important to the HPC audience, starting, I think, with the announcement of the new Cambridge One supercomputer, which they've said is going to be the most powerful supercomputer in the UK. Yeah, this is a a Cambridge One that will be based in uh, Cambridge, UK, that they expect to stand up by the end of the year and get running next at the beginning of next year, beginning of 2021. This will be dedicated to biomedical research and healthcare. I think this was some of the most significant HPC news coming out of this uh, GTC October edition that, that took place this week. So uh, they're saying that this uh, system will deliver uh, 400 petaflops of AI performance and that they're investing about 40 million pounds into it, which is nearly 52 million uh, US dollars. And uh, this system is going to serve academic and industry partners, including GlaxoSmithKline, AstraZeneca, Oxford Nanopore, uh, King's College, UK National Health Service, among others. And I'll just add that this is in addition to the uh, ARM-based AI supercomputer that NVIDIA announced last month when it declared its intention to acquire ARM. Yeah, for starters, I think this is an interesting supercomputer, and there's nothing wrong with a new supercomputer going in anywhere, particularly for biosciences, which is such a hot area right now and under intense scrutiny with all the COVID research that we need. Nevertheless, there's a few things to double click on here. You appropriately said 400 AI petaflops, and before our reader or listeners get too excited, that word AI there is key. I used to know what a flop was, and now it it gets a little more complicated. That is not a traditional double precision flop like you would experience on the top 500. And in fact, as much as they're saying this will be the most powerful supercomputer in the UK, it is uh, from a Linpack standpoint slightly more powerful than the the top of their the top UK system on the top 500 now, but uh, but won't beat out the Archer 2 supercomputer, which w- was already installed and should be on the same top 500 list. So they're, they're playing a little fast and loose with some of the definitions, but it's still a cool supercomputer. Yeah, that's right. So NVIDIA is stating that this Cambridge one will deliver eight petaflops of, uh, of Linpack performance, a double precision Linpack performance, and that would rank it uh, currently today um uh number uh, 29 on the list and number three on the green 500 of course you mentioned there's of course other new systems coming up but one of the interesting things came up with this and we, we checked the math when we checked the math on uh the petaflops math on this you know multiplying out the the performance of each gpu times the number of of um gpus in a node times the number of nodes uh we only got to 6.2 petaflops based on nvidia's public uh, technical collateral so that was kind of a head scratcher how did they get to eight when it was only 6.2 so i'm i'm still working on an article about that but uh basically 
they're using a different a different RP. Their R peak is different from their the theoretical peak that they they put out on their their public collateral. So uh, actually, it's uh, it's higher and it's about fifteen point one, not nine point seven, which is publicly available. So that's how that's how they get that's how they get um, eight petaflops. Uh, that's how they get higher than that. And then the eight petaflops they extrapolation uh, from the Celine supercomputer that was um, stood up back in June, and that's number seven on the current list. So because these are modular designs, they were able to extrapolate the, the LIMPEX score uh, over to um, the new system Cambridge. And I did check the math on that, and it, and it does work out. Yeah, and you make a good point that this is modeled after the Celine supercomputer. This is an NVIDIA DGX SuperPod deployment, which means NVIDIA is in itself the system vendor. They they don't have a, a server OEM partner uh, beyond themselves on this. So as much as NVIDIA says they're not a, a vertically integrated system provider, in this case they are. They're providing this system uh, uh, and, uh, and all of the key components of it. And I think that's noteworthy here as well. Uh, they also had some additional announcements around SuperPod that this is ready to go and they have partners in multiple geographies. Yeah, and of course it's notable with the COVID pandemic going on, right, that they're that they're launching this, this supercomputer dedicated to the biosciences and they, they, they said they will be prioritizing those workloads. Um, as you mentioned, they also announced uh, the NVIDIA DGX SuperPod solution for enterprise, uh, which they're calling the world's first turnkey AI infrastructure. So they announced some... Um, more systems coming out. These are these can be deployed quickly. They say in many cases, just a few weeks' time. As with Celine, which they said they they stood up uh, within within a, a, just a few weeks. Um, and there's some partners on that, or some system wins already with that. There's one in uh, Korea, the Navar system. There's one in Sweden, and there's one in India at CDAC. And as I've come to expect with NVIDIA recently, as with GTCs recently, the, the emphasis was really solidly on AI and how they're looking to transform industry. HPC was embedded in there. It's not that they were ignoring HPC, but it's it's clear that they're viewing AI as the broader and more transformative uh, uh, technology in this space. And, and that's where they're pointing the majority of their efforts. So they use terms like AI flops and tensor flops, and, and there's a little bit of filtering now that has to go on. Now, NVIDIA is still uh, essentially top of the heap in HPC. Also recently, Intersect 360 Research put out our, our newest uh, results from a user rating survey, and among the different processor providers, NVIDIA was top of the heap in terms of users' assessment of uh, technical impression, uh, including uh, features, performance, that sort of thing. NVIDIA was was the best uh, of, of group among all of the processors, and NVIDIA also got the best user ratings in terms of future outlook or future prospects for HPC. So people still have a rosy outlook for for NVIDIA when it comes to core HPC beyond just the, the AI itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of HPC, um, they also they did say that they're deepening their integration with the ARM platform. They're working to support the, the ARM SV instruction set and that they're partnering, they're continuing to partner with Fujitsu, Ampere, and Marvell. One final thing that came out of GTC that I think was really, I think the most notable announcement out of the uh, conference really, again, wasn't a, necessarily a core HPC thing, but they had a new product extension that built on uh, Mellanox's 
Bluefield technology for something new they're calling a uh, data processing unit or DPU. And this is now the new NVIDIA Bluefield 2 DPU, which is uh, for a data center infrastructure on a chip. They're, they're taking the Bluefield line of smart NICs. They're embedding uh, ARM cores to make this programmable uh, network interface card. And that includes a, a software environment for that. And uh, the analog to CUDA for, that they've had for GPUs, now they're going to have one for these DPUs. And they've introduced DOCA as the programming environment. DOCA, um, if you stretch it, it stands for Data Center Infrastructure on a Chip Architecture. Uh, so forget about that. It's DOCA is, is essentially the collection of programming environment and SDKs for these new Bluefield DPUs. Yeah, this, this, like you said, this continues the same offloading approach uh, championed by Mellanox. Uh, and NVIDIA says a single Bluefield 2 GPU can deliver the same data center services that could consume up to 125 CPU cores, freeing up the CPU cores to run other other applications. Um, and to, to be clear, the, the, maybe this is already clear, but the DPUs will not replace current CPUs. I saw that question come up a, a few times in, in different briefings I was on. Um, you know, the DPU will be used in, the DPU, to make that clear, uh, articulated, the DPU will be used in conjunction with the host CPU um, and you know, the application workloads will, will, will have um, more room to run on the, on the host CPU. In our space, everyone knows this is the message that Mellanox has been pushing for years, yeah, the benefits of offloading versus onloading. Yeah, I think that's right. It does continue the offloading, and, and that was a strong product from Mellanox and maybe gets a bit of a branding boost from NVIDIA here to, to grab some of that wind. I, I'm in favor, actually, of calling it a DPU. I like the term data processing in this context, and I think they can get a lot of momentum going with Bluefield on this. Furthermore, I do think there's a breakout opportunity. As much as this is about offloading and, and you're not replacing the CPU, I do think that this uh, presents an opportunity for them to do AI on uh, data in flight in a data center. Uh, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's something they, I think they'll expand on that uh, in the years to come with this Bluefield line. Yeah, and these are, are uh, getting ready now. They're the Bluefield 2 DPU are, are currently being sampled. They are expected to be coming out in new systems for manufacturers in 2021. And then there's a follow-on to that, the Bluefield 2X DPUs, which have a, an A100 GPU, and then we don't know which one yet, um, they haven't said, uh, but those are under development and are also expected to become available in 2021. Meanwhile, GTC wasn't the only source of AI news this week. We also had the AI hardware summit going on and uh, HPC Wire and Enterprise AI, of course, are media partners and had a lot of coverage coming out of the AI hardware summit as well. That's a little more than we can cover in a podcast, but for full coverage of GTC and the AI hardware summit, we'll refer our listeners to stories on HPC Wire and Enterprise AI. Meanwhile, this week in HPC, there's another story that we wanted to talk about, which was a big uh, uh, win for Liquid for the Department of Defense. Yeah, the Liquid, the Liquid computing story. This is uh, noteworthy. This uh, Liquid and the DoD's 
high performance computing modernization program, the HPCMP. They have announced these three system wins uh, under two contracts valued together, uh, aggregate value of $52 million. Uh, like I said, over three systems that collectively represent 32 petaflops of performance. Um, one of the new systems, Wheat, is called Wheat, <clears throat> will be HPC MPs and uh, ERDC. This is where it's going into the ERDC, which is the Engineer Research and Development Center and Army Lab in Vicksburg, Mississippi. This is, I believe this is going to be their, their largest system yet. Uh, it spans 904 Cascade Lake AP nodes of various configurations. Uh, most of those are, are will have A100 GPUs in them. Uh, and then it has, uh, this is an interesting spec here, it has 4.5 petaflop, pet, excuse me, 4.5 petabytes of liquid, all flash, NVMe over fabric, parallel file system storage. And then that they're going to integrate that with their existing storage file system. And it has uh, the HDR200 InfiniBand networking technology. And so these three systems across the HPCMP are all scheduled to be installed in 2021. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So in addition to we, uh, there's also Gene and K. They're on track to be deployed. Another Army center, the Army Research Lab. All of these will be stood up in in 2021. They all they all feature in various configurations. The Intel Cascade Lake AP CPU with the NVIDIA A100 GPU. And I mean, really what's notable here is that there's this, there's this up and comer liquid from Broomsfield, Colorado, that is going against these uh, more established players in the industry, you know, such as uh, HPE or, or Dell or um, Penguin. Uh, I, I, I spoke with the chief technologists at the HPCMP and ERDC, and they emphasized, you know, that they're not surprisingly, they're making, you know, a, 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 balancing the different requirements that they have uh, performance, price performance, but they're also looking to encourage and foster diversity and competition, you know, to help ensure the health of the the ecosystem, the, the system provider ecosystem, you know, which is uh, under constant pressure from, from M&As as we've witnessed with all of the, the recent acquisitions, you know, HP going to, to SGI and Cray going to uh, HPE and then, you know, more, more recently with um, Mellanox, uh, the Mellanox acquisition, and now Mellanox acquisition at NVIDIA, and um, possibly the uh, ARM NVIDIA acquisition as well. Yeah, this to me carries on a tradition that we've seen at the DSRCs, which used to be distributed shared resource centers and are now DOD supercomputing resource centers. Uh, different, di same acronym, but uh, different uh, different uh, words underneath it. But these sites, uh, yeah, as much as they are shared research centers, uh, with the DOE sites, they've really had a focus on open science and they have to hit a big breadth of resources. Whereas the DOD sites, you know, they're really key in on on key applications to support national interests in the Department of Defense. And they can go to really specific vendors for tight solutions that they just say, this is going to be the best for these applications. So that does open the door for Liquid to come in and say, look, we're going to deliver the best price performance on these applications. And uh, and uh, Erdic or the, or the, or the uh, HPCMP can, can stamp that and say, we approve this as the best solution for the price performance. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the liquid architecture, it's based on what they call composable infrastructure, composable supercomputing, which allows the ideally allows the user to optimize the ratio of GPUs to CPUs and dynamically configure those ratios. So that was mentioned as, a, as another feature and benefit to their approach. I would say the last thing about this that I would want to get in here is it's a key win for Intel as well. I think there's been a lot of news for um, uh, uh, you know, GPU-based systems, AMD-based systems. These are Cascade Lake systems going into Erdic, and, and I think that's an important win for Intel here. Intel and NVIDIA, yes. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this week. We had a lot going on, and I think the pace is going to stay high as we get closer to a virtual SC20 this year. At least we're not flying anywhere, but that doesn't necessarily mean there's less work to do. So I appreciate the wrap-up, Tiffany, and our listeners can go to HPC Wire and Enterprise AI for more details. Thanks to you for tuning in. You've been listening to This Week in HPC, brought to you by Intersect 360 Research, actionable market intelligence for high-performance computing. For more information, visit intersect360.com.